to look a lot like... Oh, hello. Welcome to the Southdown Collective. I'm Stu. Merry Christmas, everybody. Steph here. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and unite local athletes to training groups, events, and opportunities in the Homa Thibodeau Bayou region. Whether you are training for the upcoming Louisiana Marathon, just enrolled in a CrossFit boot camp, or might be considering to join the gym after the new year, this is the podcast for all things fitness. And we hope you'll find this as your weekly one-stop shop for what's happening locally in fitness and training. This episode is being recorded on Sunday, December 20th. So Stu, any uh, interesting things happen in training this week? Just some really good runs last week. We had another great week of weather. Uh, I think one of the highlights to last week was Thursday, our run. You and Steve and I got together and we went out and we met with the soulmates group for a few minutes and did some running with them and then we met up with John Fontenot and his group over at PJ's with the trail runners and I know you got to run with them a little longer than I did and I just thought it was great how we were able just to go on our own little run and then link up with all these other groups. Yeah uh, that was really enjoyable actually having committed to meeting you and Steve made me you know like make sure I got out of bed and got there at a certain time um, to get a bunch of mileage in and it's, it really does make a difference when you run with people. Those miles that morning did just fly right by. I think it goes, kind of goes to show you there's so many groups that are happening in a short period of time. You can easily go and kind of intercept and, and run with different groups or meet with different groups or however you want to do it, you know? Nice, too, whenever you're running with other people and you get to learn their routes because it gives you different ideas of areas to run in that I didn't even think about running before. So anything funny happened last week in your training? Well, I mean, apparently some people didn't know what the feels like is on the Weather Underground app. <laughs> and I uh, taught a few people something new. Um, I know a lot of people, they open up the weather app and just look at what the temperature is, but I totally disregard that, and I go straight to the feels like and the wind. She might be referring to me. Um, <laughs> You're one of them. I, uh, I typically don't look at the feels like. I just kind of ignore it, but uh, she does have some valid points, especially when the wind's blowing really hard. So, <laughs> so Steph, what kind of events do we have up? Um, Okay, so there's a Lake Town Distance Festival um, event on Sunday, January 3rd in Kenner. Um, At that event, there's going to be a 10-miler, a 10K, and a 5K. Then on Saturday, January 9th, this is something a little different, but um, I'm going to be creating a Facebook event page, and anyone is welcome. We're going to be doing 12 5Ks starting at the top of every hour. The place is going to be determined. It kind of depends on how many people are interested and want to come do it, but it's going to start at 7 a.m. on Saturday, January 9th. I know Nikki Nockhan and I for sure are doing it. John Fontenot said that he's coming. So basically, uh, you run a 5K at 7 a.m. and then take a break. Eight, continuing on. Your last one will be at 6 p.m. Depending on how many people come, we'll have food, water, music, all that kind of stuff. But it's something that a buddy of mine is doing in Sarasota and I thought was pretty cool. So we wanted to put something together here in Homa. And one of the things that I wanted to tell people too is like, you don't have to commit, like you can buddy up and do a relay or you can just do one mile every hour, two miles every hour. You know, don't let the whole 5K thing overwhelm you because it would be a total, if you do all of it, of 37.28 miles for the day. But it breaks it up and it's going to be some good training for us for the Voodoo Ultra. Then we have Louisiana uh, Marathon and Half Marathon on Sunday, January 17th, and that's in Baton Rouge. There's a run walk on the bayou on Saturday, January 
February 23rd in West Wego. They're offering a 10K, a 5K, and a half mile. Then uh, Jill Parfait's Mudbug 5K for Acadian Elementary is going to be on Saturday, February 27th. And then the Voodoo Ultra is the weekend of March 26th through 28th. That's all the events that I have so far locally in January, February, and March. Any events you have coming up, Stu? Just one that's kind of a digital challenge. A lot of people use Strava, and I wanted to put out there that every year, Rafa, the, the, the clothing brand, comes out with this, they call it a festive 500. It starts on Christmas Eve and goes through New Year's Eve, and it's 500K, which is about 320 miles that you have to complete within eight days. That it works up to be about 40 miles a day. So I've been doing it every year for the last several years, and if you complete it, you fill out a little form and they send you a little patch in the mail, and it's kind of a cool little trophy to get. Uh, if you don't have a lot going on, it kind of gives you something to do, and then you can kind of eat all the pie and everything that you want after that. <laughs> I'll put it out there. If any cyclists are, are interested in doing it, I'd be happy to ride some miles with you. And even if you don't think you could do the whole thing, you know, you could just do whatever you can and then it'd be a good comparison because with Strabo, it will capture whatever you complete in the challenge. And so if you do it again next year, you can always go back and then look and see what you did last year. And you can use it as comparison. Maybe you get a little bit more the next year or whatever. So this week, as far as um, training groups go, the Mahoney's Run Club is still going to meet at On the Canal Bar. We'll start at 6 p.m. They are offering two for one, uh, any kind of drinks afterwards. Thirsty Crawfish for now, in, because of the regulations and everything, Steve's closed up. So Soulmates are meeting. Right now their schedule is every Tuesday, Thursday, a.m., 5 o'clock in the morning at Home of Christian. And then this Sunday, which will be Sunday after Christmas, they're going to be meeting at Downtown Joe's for 6 a.m. And they do have a Facebook page, so you can also go on their page and keep up with when they're going to be running. Absolutely. Now, I haven't put it out the last few podcasts, but the Home Cycling Group still meets at PJ's. It's usually around 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. We have something a little bit longer planned on Saturdays, but Sunday is the social ride. If any of you guys are off during the holidays, you want to come out, even just if you want to do one lap or just a little bit, whatever you might want to do, even if you just want to come out and have coffee afterwards, uh, just get in touch with me. I'll get you the information and we'd love to see you guys out there. So this week we have a local athlete, Ironwoman coach, fitness instructor, and the list goes on. It's Amber Berry. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be here. So were you always an athlete growing up? So I, I would like to share like how this all got started. Yes. I, um, I actually had a stroke at birth and they said it was from uh, prolonged labor. It cut off oxygen. My mom discovered I wasn't moving the right side of my body at about three months old. Like it just wasn't, something wasn't right. And so she took me in and sure enough, they said she'd had a stroke and they started telling my parents, she will be paralyzed. She's probably going to have learning disabilities and speech disabilities and, and all these, you know, horrible things they were trying to prepare them for. And we did not have a lot of money. So they put it, put me into physical therapy almost immediately through an organization called Easter Seals, which provides therapy with for financial assistance okay. and stuff like that. So until I was at least three years old, I was in physical therapy. Obviously, none of those things happened. I did grow up having seizures and some other little things that were from the stroke. When I was about four years old, I started pre-K or whatever it was at the time. I lived in Little Rock and they were doing a fundraiser. And it was one of those where we were going to walk laps at the school and you could sponsor a kid per lap. And my dad said he went to all his friends. We're like, hey, she's going to do this little fundraiser. Of course, I'm four years old. They were like, oh yeah, we'll sponsor her per lap. And my dad said he took off and was running with me at first. And then he got exhausted. So he was just like cheering me on and they would 
mark your arm every time you came through with uh, a new lap. And he said, I had marks <laughs> up and down both of my arms. Like they finally were like, okay, you need to stop running. Everybody was like, can we just give a flat rate donation? Like, <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> so from then on, my dad was like, I mean, he said you had a smile on your face the whole time. Like you just loved to run. So obviously the physical therapy helped. I mean, growing up, I had MRIs that proved that I had some scar tissue from the stroke. I had EEGs that showed I did have some seizure issues and that was from the scar tissue. But anyway, I think that just really instilled in me. My parents were like, we weren't going to accept that as our answer. My dad especially was one of my biggest pushers, my biggest encouragers. I have a brother and a sister as well. And his mantra, his like what he would tell us daily was, you're a winner. And then if we were like feeling down, he was like, okay, let me hear it. And he would make us say, I'm a winner. We're like, nope, I don't believe you yet. I'm a winner, dad. He's like, uh-uh, you're going to stay here until I believe you. And then we're finally like, I'm a winner. You know, like, so we could just get on with it. But like, he always pushed us. And so as I continued on through, you know, childhood, I was in all kinds of sports. I played basketball for years. Um, we did swim team. I played volleyball in junior high and high school. When it came to junior high, when we had our first track and field team, I was the only one willing to run the mile, which was long distance, you know, at the time. Right. <laughs> and everyone else was like, oh no. Mm -mm. I started running the mile and I was I was good at that. Well, I mean, my junior high PE or track coach and all that, she's on my Facebook page still. She's so encouraging. I'm like, That's I love awesome. that. But um, <laughs> so she she put me in the mile and she's, I think she even recognized like I really had a talent for running. I enjoyed it. And then we moved to a new town. It was only about five miles away. It was a much bigger school. And I was like, dad, I do not, I don't want to run. He said, your freshman year, I want you to just try it. If you don't like it, if, you, if you're not interested, then you don't have to do it again, but just try it. And we also grew up in that age where if you start something, you say you want to start it, my dad made us finish it, even if we didn't want to. Right. We're miserable, but no, you don't quit something you've started. So anyway, I was like, fine. Well, they put me in the mile <laughs> at the district track meet. My coach was like, I really, we could win the district. We just need some points. I feel like this is a good way, an easy way for us to get some points for the team. And next thing you know, I'm running around and like my second lap, I was right with the girl that was in first. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, running. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing? He's like, Run anyway, faster. yeah, like I qualified for state my freshman year. Wow. And from then on, I was like known as the runner. I mean, I play, I continued to play volleyball all through high school. And I, that was actually my favorite sport. I didn't run cross country. I played volleyball. Really? So I hadn't even done a 5k till I got to college. <laughs> my first 5k was in college. So I, um, cause I loved volleyball and I could jump. This is crazy, but I ran the mile. That was the farthest I ran in high school for the track team, but I did triple jump. And I, actually qualified for state and triple jump believe it or not I can jump I could um at the time I can't now that that doesn't work anymore but um but yeah so but my dad said Amber we can't afford to pay for college you're gonna have to find a way to pay for your college and I was like well I guess running's gonna be what it is like not knowing that that's really slim you know the chances of getting a scholarship to run are slim right. to none I did I was recruited from several colleges and I, I was recruited to some junior colleges for volleyball but I'm not tall so right. <laughs> it was it, like running was definitely going to be a more successful um, avenue. So I ended up getting a scholarship to, it was Central Missouri State University, now it's University of Central Missouri. So I, I did, I ran four years in college. I've just, it's always been a big part of my life. Being fit, um, having goals, and I think a lot of that was 
from my dad, you know, just pushing and, and not accepting that I wasn't going to be able to accomplish something. Is he active as well? My dad just passed away last year. Wow. It'll be a year, January 3rd. Okay. So um, out of nowhere, he was uh, 62. He was having back pain and was calling me about it because I'm a nurse practitioner as well. Mm-hmm. And the back pain turned into pneumonia, which turned into pulmonary edema, which turned into lung cancer. And from October to November, it was lung cancer, November to December in the hospital, and then January he passed away. But he was always active. He coached us in all kinds of sports. He coached my brother in wrestling. Um, he coached my softball teams growing up. He was uh, president of our park board. You know, always very active and involved, always doing stuff to help the community and the kids especially. And he was active. My mom, he and my mom played intramural softball growing up. Like he was pretty active. So, and he was an athlete in high school. That was kind of his main focus was the athletics. And like my brother now, he is coaching his son in wrestling and keeps his kids very active. And then my, my sister, she and I worked out through the whole quarantine together over Zoom. She was pregnant, staying in shape. (laughs) <laughs> and you're very active in your children's lives as well, like right. as far as your yeah. daughter with volleyball and everything. Yeah. I, so through the years, because I did love volleyball, I loved playing, I loved coaching. Whenever TPR, our rec volleyball league, you could start playing at nine. And I, and my daughter's my oldest is really tall, and she's very athletic. She's been playing basketball for a few years. I'm like, I think you'll really like volleyball, and I would love to coach you. And now that is like, she is so good, and she is she's so much better than I ever was. You know, and she has <laughs> she's 13. Yeah. But then we had the opportunity. I, um, all of my kids were at St. Matthews, and I was really involved. And I love coaching, and I love just. I love interacting with kids in that way. I love just teaching them they can do something and giving them something they can, like even if their parents aren't in shape or into fitness, like I love the idea that they'll find something they enjoy that can keep them active and healthy from here on out. And I just wanted to make sure that they found something they enjoyed and and learned from it. So we started, I started reaching out, this was several years ago, but Michelle Haydell was at, um, her kids were at Maria Maculata and she had her own little cross-country team. And now I did run cross country in college. That was part of my scholarship. I had to do both. (laughs) I ended up being better at cross country than I was at track. So, but (laughs) whatever. Um, So Michelle had been like, what if we like just let our kids run against each other instead of my kids always against themselves and having their own anyway. So from there, we started that the private school cross country league and that expanded. So we started it at St. Matthew's because Maria Maculata had their little team. Mm -hmm. And of course we have friends at, St. Francis had friends at St. Bernadette who were really into fitness. The Raguses were at St. Bernadette and Chris and Natalie Lindsay at St. Francis. So we were all able to coordinate and get that league started. So I coached our St. Matthews team. And now I have some kids that are running at Vanderbilt and Home of Christian. And they're so good. They're so, I'm so excited to see just the fruits of that. Um, And then Matt Beyer at St. Francis started a volleyball, a private volleyball. Um, league. Of course, this year was nothing worked out like it was supposed right. to, but I, then I, I helped start our St. Matthews volleyball uh, team awesome. there just to introduce them, give them something, you know, different mm-hmm. that they may not have tried if they hadn't been there, right. you know, at school. Cause I, I know the rec leagues can be a little intimidating sometimes for the kids and you don't know what kind of coach you're going to get or, you know, what team your kid's going to end up on. So that, that, that has been the most fun. Like I prefer coaching over actually participating now. Like I love <laughs> to see what, what they do. Yeah. So I coach Neil Grace until now. She's at Vanderbilt now. So in eighth grade. So I let the professionals take it from there. <laughs> you do make it a lot of fun. I mean, I know just from a, from a parent's, you coach Brooklyn when she was at St. Matt's and, 
and just seeing you would always be dressed up and just make it fun yeah. and, and with, with the girls <laughs> on the run was was mm-hmm. so so great for them i mean even if they're not into it from the sport element but the the morale the booster yeah. and there was a little girl that came up to brooklyn and like thanked her for like cheering her on you know and that was like the best thing that you could absolutely hear from from yeah. that event you know that that's going to get ingrained and and it is really cool to see that they kind of stay in it but i've been very careful with brooklyn you know not to push her into sports just to let her choose what she wants to go into but i'm, I'm so thankful for the exposure that she got right that's the thing too. I don't want I don't want it to become a job. I don't want them to get burnout. I was very self-motivated all through high school. So I would go to track practice and then I'm like, Dad, I want to get my time to here. So I had I had measured out <laughs> I have a few funny stories of <laughs> my training, but so I'd mapped out the block around our house and how far it was, and it was about a four hundred meters, like you know, so four laps is a mile. Right. And I would get I would get my dad to come outside, and he'd put his kitchen timer on. I'm like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. So he'd be out there at night with me running around the block, oh. <laughs> timing me with the kitchen timer. Um, and uh, what's really funny though is when I went to college. So I got the scholarship. I was terrified because I'd never done cross country. They sent the summer workout, and I was reading these workouts, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never done a 5k, and they you know they want me to run what? And then I, I was from a small town in Missouri, you know, and then the long run started getting longer and they were like six to eight miles. And I thought, I bet I could run around the whole town and that would get me six miles. <laughs> and it did not. I was oh like, it was like two or three miles. I'm like, I got to do this like three more times. Like, oh my gosh. But I didn't have a running watch. I didn't know that that was a thing. Right. So I get to my first day of practice. Now, I did not miss a workout because I was so scared that I'd be so out of shape compared to all. I mean, I was like college runner. Oh my gosh. So I got there in my basketball shorts and my long baggy t-shirt. <laughs> and all these girls are in sports bras and running shorts with their running watches and my coach was probably like, what did we just bring to this school? Like, what is going on? I was in the best shape because I was so scared. Like, I did not want to um, be able to participate. And he's like, Amber, how have you been timing yourself? Like, how do you know how fast you've been running? I'm like, my kitchen timer. He was like, oh, my gosh, you've got to get a running watch. Oh. <laughs> so that we laughed about that. He's like, and you probably want some more comfortable shorts. Are you not... I was like, well, yeah, they're uncomfortable. I didn't know that. <laughs> I this thought is this how, was my only option. This is how close. He's like, you're definitely going to be our project. We ended up being ranked number two in the nation by the time I was a senior. And uh, we had a really successful uh, team. So he and I still stay in touch, my coach and I. He and I have the same birthday. So every year since I've graduated, I call him on my birthday. And uh, I used to babysit his twins. Like I've just had so many great coaches and mentors and people that, and not just my dad, like my coaches in high school Mm -hmm. so I just feel like that can make or break a kid too that was the other thing I I just want to make sure they're enjoying it they're having fun they're learning they learn to encourage each other because that's the experience I had for the most part he even has he had twins that I would babysit in college and then he had another daughter after I left and guess what her name is Amber. <laughs> I don't know if he named her after me, but I told him he did. No. So yeah, that that's kind of my mission is just to make sure that other kids have the same type of experience and opportunity, and know they had someone like encouraging them that they can think back one day and be like, wow. The other thing is, kids love a challenge. Like I, we were so close at St. Matthew's to the bridge. 
that I would take the kids to the bridge and make them do hill workouts on the bridge. It's the only hill in town. I'm not used to not having a hill to run on. So that's, I was like, well, I'm just going to do to them what I, you know, have to do. And we would build up to that. And they're like, when are we going to do the whole bridge? And I'm like, well, I've got to have more people because there's a lot of weirdos on the bridge too. (laughs) So I called it life lessons with Amber. So we'd run into some interesting (laughs) characters, but I had to have someone at the top and someone at the bottom, you know, but they love a challenge and they would get done. And they're like, I can't believe we just did that, you know? And, and then I was like, okay, next time we're doing it twice, you know, we build from there. I'd have them do different, you know, distances. Steve Morgan actually, he and I started the first season. We coached the first two seasons together. Aww. So that was um, that was a lot of fun. But I have a lot of different things, hats that I've put on. They all kind of intersect and interact and work together. Yeah, so I was curious. So. As you're coaching and doing all these things, were you, is that at the same time did you start training for Ironman? Or was that before? or? Um, so it all kind of happened around the same time. My husband actually was the first one to do an Ironman. He did a half in New Orleans. And I was like, I don't any part of that. I hate riding bikes. I'm confident in my swimming. I'm confident in running, but like the bike terrified me. Mm -hmm. But then I went and watched him and I was like, if those people can do it, I could do that. So, (laughs) which sounds terrible. I know. I was like, Okay, I think I'm going to do a half Ironman one day. I said, but I'm not swimming in that water in New Orleans. That looks terrible. So I started looking. I'm like, do you want to go to Buenos Aires or Puerto Rico? And he was like, what? <laughs> so he was like, why did I, like, I know daily. He's like, why did I marry this lady? She's crazy. But um, anyway, we picked Puerto Rico, and we ended up doing a half Ironman there. Just, you know, it was fun. But um, he said, you know, one day... I'd like to do a full Ironman. I want to say I've done a full. And I was like, I don't really want to say that. I don't care. I drank a little bit of wine, and our 10th anniversary was coming up. And that was about the same time I started coaching cross-country for um, St. Matthew's. I bought him an a entry to the Florida Ironman without telling him. Oh, shut And that up. was going to be his 10-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. That's yeah. awesome. And then I was like... Well, if he's going to do it, I got to do it too. And I don't even know why. And I, I didn't get the insurance or anything. So there was no backing out. And I bought both of them. So we go back. We met in Memphis. And we got married in Memphis and uh, before we moved here. And he took me to the place where he got my wedding ring and let me pick out a piece of jewelry. And we're checking out. And I said, and you're going to be an Iron Man. And he was like, what? <laughs> oh, my, my dad lives in Memphis. So he said, please don't ever buy me presents, Amber. I don't want your presents. Like, <laughs> that is... So we did, we started training together. So I was in the middle of training for that and the kids knew it. So I was like, okay, I can't, I can't let them down. You know, I got to finish it. That's where we kind of got the bug. We, he and I have two totally different training purposes. He just wants to finish and, you know, feel accomplished and mm-hmm. get in shape. And I'm like, I never sign up for anything. I don't want to win. So <laughs> we don't really exercise together a whole lot. Like we'll go on bike rides just so I'm not myself but uh, the running and the swimming and all that you know like he's like you're trying to kill me is what you're trying to do so but yeah so that's it was kind of hand in hand so that was cool the kids did y'all do it with you that was 2016 that's the one with george we had a whole group kevin mccomb david bogman uh the Lindsays. all of us went down and did that was my first one and so i've done three three fulls and two halves and i do enjoy it but the last one we did was september of last year, September of 19, we did Ironman Maryland. Okay. And um, that was right after our principal died. And mm-hmm. like a whole lot had happened. It was very shocking right before my dad got diagnosed. Right. So 
it was kind of hard to keep that training going, but I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop. And then we were thinking, oh, we'll go to Maryland. It'll be beautiful. You know, the, the Northeast and the September should be great weather. And it was 95 degrees, <gasps> like 90% humidity. It felt like we were running here, but thank God we ran here and trained right. because sure. people were dropping like flies. They weren't yeah, used, yeah, to the, used to them. And was like, oh, oh, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I can do this. Like I've been doing this the whole time, mm-hmm. but, um, jellyfish in the water. That was crazy. Like jellyfish stuck to my face and (laughs) but we did that one and then my dad got sick and then the quarantine and so we decided not to train for anything until we kind of we've been we wanted to do one more at least I want to do one more I have a goal of breaking 12 hours I'm almost there but you know how that's the game of Ironman like the perfect race has to happen the best weather you know like it all has to come together at the same time and it never quite does we're thinking about Ironman Arizona the end of 2021 if they have it so we'll see that's how we got started it was actually Chris my husband I was always a runner I've done marathons and all that and so you've also done a lot of classroom instruction as well. In 2013, my good friend Ashley Fontenot, my other good friend Janae Ragus, and I opened Twisted. It was a yoga spin studio. We had been teaching at the workout company prior to that, um, a couple of fitness classes. We just decided we wanted to do something a little different and more personalized, and that was really successful. It was a lot of fun. We have a great group of clients. We did sell Twisted in June. We just Our lives are so different now than when we opened. Our kids are older and more active and have a lot going on, and it was a lot of responsibility responsibility to run the business, mm-hmm. run our families. We all have, like, Janae's teaching at St. Bernadette. I am a nurse practitioner, so I do have another more full-time job. So it was nice. We we unloaded the business side of it, and now we just get to teach classes. And I, I love the teaching classes part. Like I said, everything I do kind of works together. Yeah. yeah. I still teach. I teach spin. I teach booty bar, which is a Pilates-based class. Pilates is so wonderful for spine health and just good core strength and form. And so I love that. I teach Pilates reformer. So I do that a few times a week. And besides those classes that you teach, are you partaking in any weekly groups or training events? So right now, I also became a certified coach for a program called the Faster Way to Fat Loss. And it combines fitness with nutrition coaching. And so I teach people how to pair workouts with the right kind of nutrition. And and so we teach carb cycling, whole food nutrition, kind of how to count your macros. But when you do that and pair it with the right kind of exercise, Mm -hmm. it's so good and so healthy and so sustainable. So I coach that. It's through like an online Facebook group. You sign up and I coach you for six weeks and teach you the strategies. And you can pick and choose like which one you really feel works for you or if you want to keep doing all of them. And then I also use their app and I do a lot of the workouts. Like I'm a part of their um, membership. So I do a lot of their workouts. But I use spin like uh, for my hit workouts. I can do hit running. I can do hit spin. Um, I do lift weights a couple times a week. So I've been just doing that kind of laying low. I did a virtual 5K through them, and all the money that they raised went to St. Jude. So I did that over Thanksgiving. So I've I've tried to do some stuff here and there, just kind of give my body a chance to recuperate and recover from all the running. Yeah. So 
Was there anything you'd like to, to close with or anything you'd like to say? I, I love the opportunity to come on here. I love that we have such an active group and community here. I hope that there's some people listening that are a little nervous to get started or don't know where to start and that they'll listen and, and realize that you just need to start. It just Be brave enough to take that first step. Go to the gym. It doesn't matter which gym it is. Just find somebody or find something you enjoy and just start somewhere and then realize that there's a whole community of people out here that want to see you succeed and reach your goals and have all kinds of knowledge that they've either either studied and learned or they've learned by trial and error like we have. You just have to be brave enough to know you got to start and reach out for some help. So I'm glad you guys are doing this and I love being able to to be a part of it. On my profile picture, I did put, uh, my friend made me this. It's Mm -hmm. my dad had written a note to me in a Bible he gave me. It was, you are a winner. I'm proud of you. Right after he passed away, I I was like having a little temper tantrum and I've told the story several times, but I was like, God, I need to know that my dad is sitting next to you because my dad was a strong Christian. He was a Jesus follower. I am too. So I want that to be known too. I just had this meltdown. I'm like, I I don't understand what just happened here. You know, like, why is he gone? Mm. I need a and sure enough, I went to find that Bible he'd given me 10 years ago that I never opened. I, was, I just wanted to touch something he touched, you know, like, and I knew he'd written in it and I opened it and he had written me a note 10 years ago when he gave it to me that I'd never read before. And next to his note that said this and it said, love dad was one of those things where you sign a document, you know, and it, they say sign here and that'll point to where yes, it's a yes. sign. He had put a sign here arrow next to his thing, not not because he wanted me to sign it. He just wanted me to notice it. To know that it was there, like a bookmark almost. Yeah, but 10 years ago, I never opened it. But the day that I needed it, God gave me that sign that everything's going to be okay. And my dad had read that Bible over a year and studied it and then presented it to me with all his notes in it for me. That's kind of what keeps me going. I feel like he was very bold and courageous, and he touched a lot of lives through his coaching and through the years. So that's why I try to stay involved and be a part of whatever I can, especially when it comes to kids. Like at church, I'm really involved with our kids' ministry. I help lead the games, of course, because I don't mind making a fool of myself. And getting on their level and then um, the coaching and even through just my own kids and letting their friends come over and, and I became a CASA, which I feel like is such a great ministry in this area for kids in foster care. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. And then I think whatever you've learned, if you can keep passing that on, like kind of like my dad did for me and, and give encouragement like he did and let them know they are winners yeah. and that we are proud of them and we can keep this going, keep our community strong and healthy and that's awesome. I think that's a great way to end. We'd like to thank Dr. Steve Morgan and Homa Family Dental for their continued support and allowing us to come to their office every Sunday to record the podcast. Please keep an eye out at our Facebook page for events, behind the scenes, and other episode updates. Please tell a friend about the South Down Collective or even share this episode to your page. This podcast is for everyone in our fitness community. You can also find us on Instagram. Search for the Southbound Collective. We'll post new episodes every Wednesday to all podcast platforms and share links on social media. And you can always go back and listen to previous episodes too. Tune in next week. Our interview will be with the Mr. Took It Easy 10 Miler at a 6 Minute Pace, a.k.a. Corey Bird. <laughs> Corey's name is embedded in the local running community and we can't wait to chat with him about his background and what he's been up to. That is definitely a good name for Corey. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> so until next week, keep running. Keep cycling. Or whatever your passion. Train hard, stay safe, and good health. And tell a friend about the South Down Collective. Until next time. Thank you guys so much. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.